Good morning, Happy New Year, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Renee A., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Today is Wednesday, January 1st, 2020. Woohoo! Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we're on page 80, the first paragraph, which begins with, Before Taking Drastic Action, and we're just reading that one paragraph only. Um, today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Janice P.M., The Twelve Traditions, Rifki K. Readers of the text are Leon B. and Janice B. The reference number for yesterday, Tuesday, December 31st, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 13,901. That's 13901. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting yesterday morning, that that um, share ID number is 13,902. That's 13902. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You big book study, our message is, that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Janice PM to please read the OA 12 steps. Janice? Yes, good morning and thank you. My name is Janice PM and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. These are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. 
10 continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11 sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thanks, Janice. Appreciate it. Okay. I will now ask Rifki Kay to read our 12 traditions, OA's 12 traditions. Rifki? Hi. Yes, I'm on. Hi, this is Rifki Kay from Vienna. Okay. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate, ultimate authority. Sorry. A loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious, our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never, never be organized, but we may create service boards or comedies, committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always remain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principle before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks so much, Rifki Kay. Appreciate that. So, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. 
to share, press star 1 to unmute your phone. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 80, and we're starting with that first paragraph, which begins before taking drastic action. I'll now ask Leon B. to begin reading for us. Leon? Good morning. This is Leon B., gratefully recovered, um, compulsive overeater in Simpsonville, South Carolina. Happy New Year to all. Before taking drastic action, which might implicate other people, we secure their consent. If we obtained, if we have obtained permission, have consulted with others, ask God to help, and the drastic step is indicated, we must not shrink. As I, time here. As I, as I, as I read this paragraph this morning, and I sort of look back and reflect on the the paragraph that we've read in the past few days, I just keep thinking about how the big book says in several places. To be willing to go to to any length. That last line, we must not shrink. You know, it sounds like Bill is hinting again that we must go to any length. You know, and we've heard some great, you know, I've heard some great shares where many of us have not shrunk. You know, and we've made some amends with people that we probably would have never even thought of had it not been for these steps. You know, and he's also pointing out here that we do not do this step without the help of other people. You know, I love that um, we can pick up the phone, we can get on this line, we can just throw out something in the second hour and say, hey, does anyone have any experience around this situation? And people will people will call you back. You know, we shouldn't be we we should be running all of these situations through our sponsor as well, you know, and I just look at how it says lastly, which is most important, um, we ask God to help, you know, and we ask him to help for what? You know, for me, I was very, I was, it was more about having some courage to go to some of these people and admit um, some of these things because I didn't know what the response was going to be. Help in a way, God, please help me to not open my big mouth and mess up the situation or make things worse. You know, it was help, help me to sit there and bite my tongue and in some cases, you know, and understand that I have, I have, I have hurt some people, but I, this whole month or this whole um, week that we've been reading about this stuff, I, I just keep thinking about we, this is real work. I mean, this is some real stuff that we have to sit down and go through. And this was a very life-changing step for me because I heard things about myself. I heard things that I didn't even know that I had even done to people. And I've said this before on the line that we hurt people and we don't even know that we've done it. And and we must go to, to any length because we want to be free of this obsession, we want to be free of this of this addiction, and we want to be free to to live a life that that I believe a higher power um, wants us to live. And I'm telling you, the promises that we're going to get to, I don't know, in weeks to come, when we go through this step and when we make it through this step, are just so beautiful. And and if you do it, and if you do the work, you know, those promises will come true 
for you. And um, and I hope everyone has a has a great, happy new year and a, and a wonderful, prosperous year. Um, and I pass for that. Thanks, Leon B, for getting us started. I really appreciate that. Okay, I am ready to take names of people who would like to share on this paragraph. And just uh, so we can all get on the same page, literally, uh, we're on page 80. We're starting with that first paragraph before taking drastic action. So if you'd like to share, press star 1. Give me your name. Katie G. from Boston. Amanda B. Okay, hold on. I didn't get that. Amanda B. Uh, somebody B. What was that? Amanda. Amanda. Jan- Amanda B. And Janice B. And Janice B. Larry. Okay. okay, Larry. Gotcha. Who else would like to share on that paragraph? Okay, well, I tell you what, let's do. While everybody else Shlomi is getting away. Okay, Shlomit Hana, got you. Janice PM. And Janice. Okay, let's stop there and let me tell you who I've got. Um, I have Katie G, Amanda B, Janice B, Larry K. Shlomit Hana, and Shlomit Hana, you'll have to give me your last initial. I didn't catch that when you come on. And then Janice PM. Okay, Katie, take it away. Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Katie G. Recovered in Boston. I love that this paragraph gives me instructions. Um, right, so my sponsor said to me, Katie, do not ever call and do a drive-by amend. What she meant by that is, You don't call someone and make an amend without securing their consent. Hey, husband, I realize I'm looking at our relationship. I need to chat with you. Is there a time that we could talk? Is there a time that would work for you? I need to obtain his permission. And I know I see it all the time, but my biological mother said no for three years. Three years of inventory and approaching her once in a while asking for her consent, obtaining her permission, and she didn't give it to me. So my job was to shut my mouth because I have this excitability inside of me. So I realized I've done harm. I need to do it now. I need to do it now. I need to do it now. But I'm going to do more harm if I don't follow instructions, right? And then consulted with others. So I now, thanks be to God for the people on this line, have a formula. When I have done harm, the first thing I do, I look up the word harm, apology, amend. Do I use the word apology? No. But I need to make sure that I'm clear. Am I calling to just apologize or am I calling to change my behavior? Right? And then I list out what is the harm? What did I do wrong? And I say to them things like, there's nothing you could have done or not done to change my behavior. It was coming from a place of insecurity. I do not say anything about them. I do not dump. And I make sure I'm not dumping by talking with other people. And then I ask God to help and I move forward. But I also think, 
you know, I'm not in the outcomes business and I didn't take drastic action when I was afraid. And I have people that call me praying for the willingness to be willing to take, to make an amend for a long time. Listen, here's what willingness sounds like, knock, knock, right? Because if I've done the harm and I've followed those instructions, I got to show up. Why? Because I'm going to derail backwards through the steps and I am going to eat again. Eating will feel like a step up. So again, no dumping on other people like a lot of my calls recently, at, we're all realizing things we've done wrong. Like all this is bringing up a lot, right? But that doesn't mean that we just dump because today, as a recovered compulsive overeater, I don't want relief. Relief comes from a sense of even comfort that comes from dumping all over you. I want freedom, freedom that comes from practicing the willingness to bear discomfort, doing the work, showing up, making amends, and guess what, guys? The result is not mine. It's up to God. God will will, will do it he's going to do if I show up and thank God for another day in recovery to learn without a pass. Thanks, Katie. Okay, so uh, next up we have Amanda B and she'll be followed by Janice B. Okay, Amanda. Amanda B, not hearing you. Press star one. Hi, can I be heard? You sure can. Go right ahead. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Thanks. This is Amanda B. and I recovered in Toronto, Canada. Um, I just want to say, first of all, January 1st, and um, um, it's such a miracle that the first thing I didn't think of this morning was jumping on my scale for the first of the month or the first of the year for whatever, whatever. Um, I actually picked up my food scale and found out that I melted it. Um, but anyway, this book, back to what we're talking about here, this book is full of instructions before taking drastic action. And this paragraph talks to me about love, patience, tolerance, and kindness. Um, We ask for other people's consent. And this is how I know that the fourth and fifth step have really helped remove, and sixth and seventh have helped remove my resentment because I've never asked for consent from somebody I'm angry with. So at this point, I'm neutral. I see that this is my part and I'm willing to go to any lengths. I love that it says, um, it gives me the instruction, if I've obtained permission, consulted with others, and I ask God for help. So I want to make sure to consult with others because they are so truly a gift in my program that show me, it's like God with skin on showing me exactly what I need to say and do and and helping me hear God's words. Um, And then it says, I ask God for help. And this is where... It's a, this is where I, I, I get confused. I think, okay, what's my part? What's God's part? And it tells me right here, my part is to ask God for help, to ask for permission. And then I know that God's going to bring the power and the thunder and remove the resentments. And my part is to be loving, kind, and tolerant, doing exactly what it says, asking for permission and going to any lengths and relying on God for my security. And this whole paragraph to me screams, rely on God for your security. And and at that point, I, I don't get angry about asking for permission. or I'm not angry about anything because I'm just taking the step and following God's will. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Amanda. Okay. So next up, we have Janice B. And uh, Janice will be followed by Larry K. So Janice, are you ready? I am. Thank you. 
Good morning, visionaries. This is Janice B., recovered compulsive overreader in Vermont. Grateful to be here. Grateful to be opening my mouth. Okay, so the word that really um, I related to so much in this paragraph was the word shrink. Shrink. And I had this picture. What is shrink? It's like getting smaller. Getting smaller and for me backing away and not dealing with what is what I'm scared of, what I, what's hard, what's difficult, what's uncomfortable. And, um, and uh, that was how I operated all my life, shrinking. And, and it got me, it got me to be um, a compulsive overeater, an alcoholic, always seeking relief um, from the uncomfortable feelings. And um, I'm here to attest that, um, that nothing changes if nothing changes. And I am so grateful for finding the 12 steps and, um, and, and being willing to, um, to not shrink. And when I don't shrink and I go through the difficult things, first it was amends. And right now what I'm going through is opening my mouth on vision for you. I have a panic attack every time I put my name out. I'm like shaking. Um, but nothing's going to change if I don't, if my behavior doesn't change. And I, you know, I, I learned that I, I can't change my behavior by getting out the whip. It only changes with acceptance and love and um, and doing the best I can and um, getting support from my fellows and just showing up and um, and so shrinking doesn't work. I'm grateful to know that, and I'm grateful for reaching deep down to my higher power and trusting and just doing doing what needs to be done. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Janice. Okay, next up we have Larry Kay, and he'll be followed by Shlomit Hanna. Okay, Larry. Okay, good morning. Happy New Year to everybody. So grateful for uh, for this meeting. You know, it, it says that we must not shrink. I liked how Leon opened this up and, and, and the shares. You know, when I approached this opportunity to make amends, um, you know, for me, perhaps for the first time in my life, I begin to realize that I'm, I'm going to show up as an adult. You know, you can be in a 30, 40, 50, 60, 70-year-old body and still be very much childlike in our approach to our environment. I show up as an adult, and adults are proactive, there is some assertiveness that I get from by the grace of God rather than being passive and, and dependent. And I don't, I, I, you know, I'm trying, I'm endeavoring 
not to feel victimized by life or, or complain or dump my problems on other people. That's how I always operated before. And instead, I face my problems and my challenges directly. I don't shrink. I drop my prideful desire to be right. Oh, how I wanted to be right. And my pride could not allow me to see anything else. And I face my fears with courage. Human beings will feel fear, but I face it and walk through it with courage. And, you know, there's some non-defensiveness that God has in store for me, some openness. And people who are emotionally mature, they develop emotional maturity, do not have to be defensive or have angry reactions to the feedback of others. And God continues to work on me in that regard. You know, adults, um, you know, they seek, we don't shrink. We seek spiritual understanding to know ourselves, know thyself. Know, God, help me to know myself better and develop an accurate self-concept, one that, a self-concept that you have in store for me. And I do all this stuff because I want to see myself as God sees me. Not as the world necessarily sees me, but as God sees me. And I become aware of both the positive and negative aspects of my personality because I'm human. And I begin to have a realistic perspective of myself, a realistic perspective. I don't shrink. You know, I want to see myself as God does. And in in my pursuit of this spiritual knowledge, I become aware of unconscious motivations, things that I cannot see. God, help me to see what I cannot see. Open me up to what I cannot see. I don't shrink. And as I move forward with this, this process, God begins to change me. I begin to see that which I could not see before. Slowly but surely, the light begins to come on, and I'm grateful. So thanks so much for that, and I pass. Thanks, Larry. Okay, so next up we have Shlomi Hanna, and she'll be followed by Janice P.M. Okay, Shlomi Hanna, would you give me your last, uh, the first initial of your last name? Shlomi Hanna, are you there? Sorry, I thought it was unmuted. Um, it's okay. B. <laughs> I was talking away. Be like boy. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your service. And thank you, the timekeeper. And thank you to everybody who is on this meeting. Um, because without everybody, um, you know, we all need each other to, to recover. So... The first line, before taking drastic action which might implicate other people, we secure their consent. That really struck me because, um, you know, it's one thing in the amend to implicate myself if I've done something drastically wrong, but I have no right to drag other people into my amend who also may have been part of my wrong without their consent. And... The whole reason that I'm making amends is because I've done something wrong to somebody else. <clears throat> this is my opportunity to do something right and to right a wrong and to right a relationship with another person. And I certainly cannot do that by wronging another person in the process. You know, in step nine it says that we're not allowed to harm others, not allowed to injure others. So 
we certainly cannot do that. And, you know, I know that as an addict, I can be very impulsive um, and sometimes shoot off my mouth without thinking. And um, this is something that really makes me stop and pause and think before I speak. Um, you know, a lot of the wrongs that I've done to other people have been from impulsivity and from my compulsive behavior. And so, you know, I see part of the amends as a pause, that I'm not just rushing into something. I'm talking with my sponsor, seeing how we should go about this. And again, if somebody else has been part of my wrong, then I'm not just going to implicate them. I'm discussing it with them. I'm giving their consent. I, or rather, I'm asking their consent. I'm pausing. The other thing, too, is that um, when I make an amend, I'm taking responsibility for my own actions. And it's very easy, you know, to kind of pass the buck and say, well, you know, so-and-so did this too. You know, I wasn't alone. And that's not the purpose of the amend. The amend is to really look at my side of the street, not look at other people. And I think that that's another important point of, you know, asking somebody before they are implicated because it's not about sharing the responsibility or implicating somebody else. It's really about cleaning up my side of the street. The other Hi. thing, okay, thank you so much. I'll pass. Okay, thanks so much, Slow Meat Hana. And uh, next we're going to hear from Janice PM. But before we hear from Janice PM, let me remind you all where we're reading this morning. We're on the top of page 80, the first paragraph. And uh, okay, Janice, uh, good morning. And good morning again, and uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, my name is Janice PM, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I don't have to start a new program today. I got it. I, you know, I've been doing this, and uh, those that are with me know what I'm saying. Um, this tells us, it gives us direction, just like everybody else said. I mean, you know, I could never follow directions. I would uh, get a recipe, and I would add what I wanted to add. Well, you know, this is a, a, it, is a, a it is a fearful uh, action. I mean, we don't go in there and want to show all, you know, tell about our wrongs because I'm, that's not my ego. But it is an ego deflation activity, a behavior. You know, we must get consent. We don't go in there and, you know, just blabber what I have to say um, for my sake. No, we don't do that. Uh, we get their permission. We get their consent. We consult. It gives us one, two, three, four directions and you just follow it i mean we don't even have to you know but you know and we need a guide when we do this and don't think just because we're in step nine that we know what to do because we don't at least i didn't because i wanted to do an amends on somebody and my sponsor guided me and say oh no 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 that'll do more harm and i could not understand it but you know what i did it i didn't do the amends and because you know um, it would be about you, 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 and my, these are my amends. They're not about the other person. I'm not going to be. I'm not there to tell them what they did. I'm there to amend. 
make an amends of what I did so that I will change because these things are a block. And this program is about three relationships, a relationship with God, which is steps one, two, and three. And then the relationship we found out with ourselves, steps four through seven. Now it's getting back to a relationship with others. And that's steps eight and nine. You know, and whatever fear I have, thank God I have a sponsor. Whatever fear I have, um, God calms that fear because we're in another dimension now. He's my companion, he or she, whatever however you understand it. And that's the one that's helping me through this fear. Why? For the purpose of being useful to him and to others. Without this, I try to evade this step or hold back something, and it just doesn't work. You know, I know now that I have a new relationship with my higher power, and I don't fear. I trust he's going to take me through this fear and he does. He's never let me down if I depend upon him and I have the willingness. And if you don't have it yet, pray for it. And uh, it will come to you. And time. It's, thank you. And it's never what they did. It's never. And with, uh, with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you much. Thanks, Janice. Okay. I'm going to get ready to take a new set of names, but before we do that, let me remind everybody where we're reading this morning. We are on page 80. We're at the top of the page on that first paragraph that begins with, before taking drastic action. And uh, if you'd like to share this morning on this January 1st of a whole new decade, uh, if you will just press star one and give me your first name and the um, first initial of your last name, please. Do L from Connecticut. Do I got you? Hi, this is Raquel. Uh, Monica. Hi, Raquel. Service. Who else would like to share this morning? Laura M. I got Mary A.B., and somebody else spoke up, and I didn't hear you. Laura M. Laura M. Linda D. from Connecticut. Okay, Linda, I got you. Connie got, P. Okay, Connie. Okay, let's stop there. Oh, Okay, Christina, let me put you on the list, and then let's stop there. Let me tell you who I've got real quick. I've got Duell, Raquel, Mary A.B., Laura M., Linda D., Connie P., and Christina L. Okay, if everybody else would please mute your phone. Um, Do you're up, followed by Raquel. Good morning, Du. Good morning. This is Duell. Recover Compulsive Reader from New York. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, just wanted to say, uh, before taking this drastic action, which might implicate other people, and we, we know if we've been in cahoots with other people about certain things, um, it might implicate them. Uh, we secure their consent. Um, we obtain their permission, and we have consulted with others and asked God. But does that mean that if 
the person says, no, you can't do this amends because it's going to implicate me in some matter that I don't get to make the amends anyways. That's, um, you know, you need to read in the context of what this is talking about. It's saying that after he consulted his wife and his partner, he consulted God, right? The conclusion was that he had to still make the amends. Something had to be done, right? So he's, uh, what I found out is that there's four different types of consent, right? There's the implied consent, there's the express consent, and there's the informed consent, and there's the unanimous consent, right? They're all consent. So you're getting permission in some kind of way, but with the informed consent, you're letting the person know exactly what you're about to do, right? You're giving them the information that you have to do something, and that's an informed consent. That's different from the implied consent. That's different from the express consent. That's different from a unanimous consent. An informed consent, you're given information, you're letting them know what you're about to do, and then you go out and you do it. Um, and, and I believe in this case that this is more of an informed consent because the person still needs to do the amends but they're letting them know, hey, you know, this is what happened. Um, you know, I've gotten into this situation. I would like to get your permission, right? Like, I, I would like to, you for you to know what I'm about to do, and I want you to be in agreement with that so that I could go ahead and do it anyway, right? Because I have to do it. I have to do it because if I don't do it, I go back to eating. I go back to my disease. I don't want to be in that place. So I'm more sure that the people that are working with you or the people that you're addressing about these things will try to understand uh, about where you're at. And then you go out and you make the amends. It does not mean that we shrink back and we don't make the amends because somebody says, I'm not in agreement with this. Um, and it's, it's a hard decision, right? Because you really got to weigh everything in and you got to like really see what God is speaking to you and the final judge is God, right? The final judge is God. So um, I, I remember taking this step and thinking, I have to do this because if I don't do this, I'm going to die, you know? And, and you know, it's, it's very clear cut in the steps how, how to make these amends. So please don't shrink back, go do what you need to do in order to get free. And with that, I pass. Okay, thanks, Du. I appreciate that. And um, next we're going to hear from Raquel, and Raquel will be followed by Mary A.B. Okay, Raquel, good morning. Hi, hello, this is Raquel. Can you hear me? Sure can. Go right ahead. Uh, thank you, Monica, for your service, and hello to all my dear friends, family, uh, that I cannot do without you. Sometimes I can't get on, on the internet and I just, my in my phone, I cannot unmute. So, but I'm listening all the time and thank you for all the wisdom, all the sharing. So now I'm putting on the timer, but please um, time me too, uh, Monica. So about the, the amends, really the one hardest amend that I had to make is not because it was hard for me, it's just that it, no matter how well it was set up, the one daughter whose temperament is just 
volatile like mine, the it, it just always somehow doesn't work out. No matter how, you know, three times, and then even if you know there is consent and so on, then when I come to her, even for a short time, there's always some kind, some kind of a disagreement and blow up. So, you know, consulting God and all that. He works in mysterious, wondrous ways, his miracles to perform. So the relationship is somehow going on, but the amazing thing is that her children who come to Israel, one after the other, is the fourth one who is going to arrive now. It's just incredible how wonderfully we get along. And she herself said the last time I wished her a good holiday, Ma, just leave it alone. The past is the past. You are more than making up for it a million times with my children. And so this is the kind, this is what God has given me. And I am very grateful for that. And uh, with her, I just feel that I just have to step very gingerly around her and that maybe the time will come when she will be really forgive me completely because uh, I know, I know that the harm that I did, I was a a very busy mother with four jobs, and she was a difficult child, a fantastic child, and turned out into a fantastic person. And we write to each other admiration letters, but when we get together, it's always something happens, and I just have to live with it. And I'm grateful to God. Now the fourth one is coming, and I'm just waiting to see one of them settled here, uh, a girl, um, a granddaughter, and she married here, and she's got two children, and... Uh, Everything is fine. You know, that's how much God is giving me. And I'm not here to tell him how to do his sunsets and how to do his sunrises. I used to. Now it's a lot better. I say, God, what you gave me is just over over and beyond. So um, thank you very much for letting right. me share. Yes, thank you. And have a wonderful New Year's, everybody. Thank you. I pass. Thanks, Raquel. Okay, next up we're going to hear from Mary A.B. And Mary, you'll be followed by Laura M. Okay, Mary, good morning. Good morning to you, Renee. Thank you so much for your service and Happy New Year, everyone. It is going to be a great year. Uh, Leon said something, and I just wanted to share my experience with it when he said we need to bring a sponsor into this. And uh, very early, when I did my first inventory and gave it away, my sponsor sat with paper and was writing down names of people I would need to make amends to. And my husband at the time, my first husband, was at the top of that list. And uh, the only way I can describe it was that I blurted. (laughs) I just blurted the amends, and it did not go well. And I backed off from any other amends with that particular inventory. And later on, um, another sponsor um, taught me to ask God for the words and gave me an assignment that seemed kind of silly at the time. I was interviewing for a job, and I got very nervous. And the sponsor suggested that I hesitate before walking through the door of the office where I was going to be interviewed and let God in first. And God walks in and sits down in my chair, and I sit on his lap. 
and I become Charlie McCarthy. I don't know if anybody remembers Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy, but I walked in with the biggest smile on my face and the most relaxed interview. The only problem I had was trying not to uh, have a vision of the lap I was sitting on. And it seemed like a silly assignment at the time, but it worked. And I learned to pass every amends by my sponsor first until asking God for the words. I, I began to trust. I began to trust. And I don't have to. I, today I can make immediate amends, as the book tells me to do. But most of the time, I still talk it over with my sponsor because so many times I will be shown that I don't really owe an amends at all. So um, that absolutely is very important to me, but I have learned to ask God for the words. As I ask him for everything, I thank him more than asking anymore, however, because it works. And again, Happy New Year, everyone. Blessings. It is going to be a great year. I look forward to it. I look forward to spending it with you. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Mary. Okay, so next up we have Laura M. And, Laura, you'll be followed by Linda D., Okay, Laura, good morning. Good morning. This is Laura M. in southwest Missouri. Thank you all for your service today. And uh, Mary just gave me a great transition because Mary shared the answer um, to to the problem that occurred to me when I read this paragraph. And there's just a, a phrase out of it that leapt out at me and showed me a bigger aspect of my life, and that's drastic action which might implicate other people. That phrase really describes how I lived with blinders on during the many, many years of my compulsive disease, um, living in my life with my goals and my ideas and my... Uh, priorities without any awareness of how my actions implicated others or involved others, what those consequences were that were outside of myself, let alone the consequences to myself. Um, And not just the implication, but that word drastic. My habit in my life of fear was... um, to react, 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 react. Anything that went on, uh, my fear triggered an instant reaction, and usually that action was drastic, and usually that created something that um, developed further anxiety or further fear or some further consequence, and that was the pattern of my life before I gained some awareness of my truth within these rooms of 12-step. And so to me, this is one of these many lessons that comes out of the particular paragraph and applies to my larger life that reminds me 
that um, I need to live without blinders on today. I need to, as Mary just said, offer that pause at many, many times throughout my days, any situation that I'm going into, and open my eyes and look around to what all is going on and where is this action leading and what's my motivation? Am I, am I acting out of selfishness and dishonesty or am I acting out of love and compassion and service? Um, and so I'm just so grateful for all the lessons that 12-step has brought me and all the many ways that these words teach me to live every day of my life and not just within the context of the particular steps that they're addressing. Um, so I want to thank Team Wednesday, all of you, for your service today and everyone that's become part of my life. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. I pass. Thanks, Laura. Okay, next up we've got Linda D. And Linda, you'll be followed by Connie P. Okay, Linda, take it away. Linda D., we can't hear you. Are you there? Sorry, new phone. Uh, this is Linda D. Can you hear me? Sure can. Go right ahead. Thanks. New phone. Good morning, everybody. Happy New Year. I love you so much. I wouldn't be here without you. I love you. Um, what a wonderful wonderful thing it is to be in this program. I've got tears in my eyes now, in my throat. Um, why am I in a 12-step program? Well, the easy answer now, after 38 years of practicing this, 37 years of practicing this, is um, I'm here to learn how to love, to get out of the shame and the fear and the the resulting physical stuff and all the crap that I created um, almost involuntarily based on this disease. And I think, well, I know how to love because I've gone to the movies. I've, I've read books. I've, well, I don't know how to love. And I'm learning how to love. And I'm learning it from all of you. The, the line of g asking God to help me well, I used to think that meant like the strength to kind of tough it through. But sometimes that, that's part of it, but it, it isn't just courage. It's guidance. I'll get ideas. I don't know where I'll get them from. I may get them from you. For sure I'll get them from my sponsor, the best sponsor in the universe. Um, and she is. Uh, and you are fantastic, your ideas and your experience. But uh, it, ultimately it's coming up from within and I didn't know God was inside you could I didn't even know God was real let alone inside I'm learning an intuitive way of life it's entirely different and it's spectacular spectacular and it's hard work and boy is it worth it and I pass God bless you Thanks, Linda. I appreciate that. Okay, next up we have Connie P. And Connie, you're going to be followed by Christina L. if we have time. Okay, good morning, Connie. Good morning, everybody. 
Thank you, Team Wednesday and Monica. Why can't I My name is Connie P., and I'm from southeastern Wisconsin, a compulsive overeater. Can I please hear this? <clears throat> I am uh, always amazed when I read these paragraphs because the first thing that happens to me, um, which is almost like a first thought in anything that uh, trips me up, is that a wall comes up and I'm like, well, I wasn't that bad. <clears throat> you know, where I'd have to, you know, get consent or um, uh, have others uh, obtain permission. And then I sit and listen for a while and the onion peels and the onion peels and the onion peels. And all of a sudden I start writing and I realize there are things that I need to do. And I've been working uh, this program off and on um, by the grace of God and all of you very patient, loving, um, uh, forgiving people since um, uh, 1989. And what came up for me was where I did a consulting job and I I wasn't... uh, uh, able to follow through financially, um, I had received all of the uh, monies up front, and then I paid the subcontractors at the, as they did their job. And um, I uh, I paid everyone except this one person. Uh, I paid them half, and um, it's bothered me forever. And um, it had to do with a, a whole career that I couldn't return to because of the shame. And um, I want to, I, I've been looking up them up on LinkedIn and writing down uh, action steps as you all have been speaking. And um, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to um, focus on, on doing the next right thing so that 2020 is not only hindsight, but it's also foresight, and I have a structured thought and and plan to be able to bring myself as the best me into this new decade. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Connie. Okay, Christina, I am sorry. I miscalculated, and you have about 30 seconds if you'd like to share something quick. Christina L. Um. Good morning. This is Christina L. Thanks so much for your service. I think I can be pretty quick. Um, I don't really have anything new other than um, I had two circumstances where I could not contact people. And I had to just sit in that discomfort. I'm a very impulsive person. I'm very fearful. And I don't like when someone's not happy with me. So, you know, I can only imagine what my life was like before. Um, coming into program with apologizing to people and then continuing to do the same thing over again. Um, with my one person that I need to make amends for, um, it was suggested that um, I call them three okay, times. Okay, gentle reminder. Gentle reminder. Um, I called them three times. I called her the third time. She finally texted me back. So thanks for letting me share it all. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, Christina. Okay, and I want to say thanks to everyone who shared this morning on this this January 1st of a new year and a new decade. So um, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. 
The share ID for this meeting, the one that just concluded, is 13904. That's 13904. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Janice B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Janice, good morning. Janice, I can't hear you. Good morning. Are you there? Janice PM, are you still with us? Monica, this is Maura Z. Do you need me to read that for you? Actually, Maura, it's Renee A. And yes, would you please jump in and read for us? Sorry, Renee. Yes, I'd love to. Thanks. Turn my light on. That helps usually. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. 